0: We'd like to acknowledge and pay our respect to the traditional owners of the land in which all parts of this podcast were created, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. We pay our respects to the traditional owners of the lands that this content reaches, and to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders who may be listening. Sovereignty was never ceded.
1: Hey, take a second and listen to the world around you. What does it sound like? This is The Yearly Checkup, a six-part series where we delve into the extraordinary year that's been 2020. Join us as we explore how the events of this year have changed the soundtrack of our everyday lives.
0: Hi, my name's Chelsea, welcome to another episode of The Yearly Checkup. Today we'll be looking at happiness. In a year full of obstacles, what are the things that make us happy, what are the things that still bring us joy? Later in this episode, you'll hear from Mason talking about the joys of adopting a cat. And you'll also hear from me, reminiscing on moments of happiness after finding a receipt in my coat pocket. But first, Joe will tell us what happiness actually looks like.
1: Happiness, they say, is the state of joy and pleasure. We can find this feeling in so many ways. From the everyday hustle and bustle of the morning routine, The relaxation found in reading a good book outside in a hammock. The anticipation we feel before a birthday dinner with family and friends. Or the excitement a kid feels on their first ever train ride. However, sometimes happiness can be really challenging to find, especially in a year like 2020.
2: Coronavirus emergency. World Health Organization has declared coronavirus a global pandemic. pandemic Is not a word
1: to use lightly. Cases of the coronavirus growing. The disease spreading. Around 40,000 Americans are still becoming infected with COVID-19 every day.
0: This is their new hoax. We have lost nobody to coronavirus in the United
1: States. If you love someone who has a pre-existing nice. condition,
0: Thank you. Thank you, Senator for you. Nearly
1: 200,000 people in the USA have so far died. We need to get to the truth because we need to
3: make sure these mistakes can never, ever be repeated. This
1: is not a sprint. It's an endurance race. It's an ultra marathon.
3: Over 10,000 people took to the streets of Sydney today,
2: calling for justice for Indigenous Australians and expressing solidarity with the
1: Black Lives Matter movement in the United States. I
2: can't tell you the number of times I had guns drawn to my face. Just the colour of my skin.
1: Protesters took a knee in honour of the number of Indigenous Australians who've died in custody since 1991. Yeah. It's been such a hard year, but despite that, people are still finding ways to seek happiness in their everyday lives, even if it's in different ways pre-2020. So today, let's hear from somebody who's been actively finding the good amongst the bad. Let's dive into a discussion on what happiness is for them and how they have been finding 2020 so far. It's nice to be here with you asking questions, Ash. Um, I thought I'd start off by asking you, what are some of your thoughts and feelings about 2020 so far?
3: Well, obviously, um, 2020 has been a crazy year, a really sad year with the coronavirus um, and a lot of people losing their lives and jobs and businesses. But yeah, I think for some other people too, it's been a great opportunity to slow down and just reflect on what's important in life and yeah, like make some changes moving forward too.
1: So you've told me about your Philippines trip a little bit. Could you please tell me a little bit more about it and some of the ways that you've been inspired to seek and find happiness?
3: I went with a group of people from my church over to the Philippines. Um, We went to Manila and we were working with an organisation that helps with poverty. But I had all these expectations in my head prior to getting on the plane, of what it was going to look like. They find their happiness in the simplest things. Everyone on the street was, you know, would come up to you, ask what your name was, say hi, and they don't take things for granted because they don't have that opportunity to. Um, They feel like they changed me more and my heart and my outlook on life.
1: What would you say is the source of happiness in your life?
3: For me personally, I have learnt that happiness is truly found in the simple things in life, the things that are most important. And for me, that's family, that's friends. Um, I find happiness in my passion working with children. I work um, in an after-school care program, so I find happiness um, and fulfilment in doing what I love. I love walking my dog, catching up with friends and going on picnics doing Zoom nights with my friends. We've um, been doing a weekly cocktail night. So that's been really fun. Each week we choose a different cocktail and we get together and um, chat on the Zoom. I've been enjoying some family game nights that we've been doing as a family. We haven't done them for a while, but um, I really did enjoy that.
1: And lastly, I'll ask you, Ash, why is happiness important to you? And why is it so important in a year like 2020?
3: Yeah, because I think the world's already messed up enough, and um, so I think it's really important to actively be seeking the positives um, in the negatives. And I think, whilst I recognise twenty twenty has been a horrible year, and I'm almost hesitant to even say that I've enjoyed twenty twenty, I've sort of recognised the positives that have come out of twenty twenty, the real valuable lessons that I've learnt, and I think that yeah, it's changed my outlook and my. Attitude, which, yeah, I think is really
0: important. In a year that has been quite stagnant, happiness wasn't as abundant for me. Finding an old receipt in my coat pocket led me to reflect on memories and moments of joy. Holly is very considered with the garments that she makes. Every piece she creates is sewn with intention and care. One time when I was hanging out in her studio, watching her work, She mentioned to me that she sees her pieces as sort of wearable journals, that our clothes are outward reflections of who we are and what we're feeling. Last year, she made me a coat that I wore every day while I was in Japan. It was winter while I was there. She changed her patterns and adjusted the collar on the coat to be rounder than her usual designs after noticing that none of the clothes I wore were particularly harsh or angular. She'd added a little loop that I could tie my camera to while I was traveling around, and she'd selected pink secondhand buttons for the coat. Pink is my favorite color. The coat has eight pockets, even though you probably wouldn't be able to tell by looking at it. They're hidden in the seams and on the inside of the canvas. Every time that I think I've misplaced an item, it always takes me a small eternity to find it after checking each and every pocket. The first time that I wore the coat this winter, I found a receipt in one of the pockets. It was from a Starbucks in Japan. I'd ordered a grande matcha latte with soy milk at the Shibuya store and had sat upstairs and watched the crossing for hours. The memory was so vivid that I could almost pretend I was in Tokyo again. Almost each day that I was in Japan, I felt overwhelmed with happiness, but this year, those feelings have been a little bit more stagnant. Rather, I've had pockets of happiness. My days are a little slower and I don't have to catch the train into uni most days. Sometimes I wonder how many times I would have got caught in the rain walking from Melbourne Central to Building 12. And it's been nice to listen to the rain knowing that I can stay safe and warm inside all day. It took me a while to start taking photos again. This year, I'd pretty much only used my camera for work and I'd almost fallen out of love with it. I had all these shoot ideas that I couldn't test on anyone and in the end I had the epiphany to test them on myself. And the self-portraits turned out to be some of my favourite photographs I've taken. Another moment of happiness was finally finishing a book that took me six months to get through. I was enjoying Claire Badditch's memoir but I've somehow (laughs) always had an excuse not to read. I love seeing reflections of the cities and suburbs I love, through her eyes, and the same record stores and pubs that I frequent scattered throughout the pages. I found it almost odd what friends I'd kept up with and which ones I hadn't, and I didn't realise how many friends I were friends with just because of convenience, really. On a whim, I reached out to someone who I wanted to be closer friends with and now we end up talking online most days and each week we call each other to discuss the book that we're reading together. I've also been dancing in my bedroom again. I guess the clubs are closed and I had no choice really. I think I almost prefer dancing in my bedroom. There's a lot more space and the playlist is a little better. I'm also a morning person now. 6am is my favourite time of day. It's almost like stolen time. It feels like a gift. I usually end up journaling and making coffee. It's my favourite part of the day. The dog and I are better friends now too. Sometimes when it's late, I walk into my bedroom and find he's already asleep on the bed. I don't have the heart to kick him off. This is the longest that I've been able to keep my indoor plants alive. I actually have time now and I care about them. Actually, last week, my Monstera grew its biggest leaf yet. Eight fragments, eight moments, eight pockets of happiness from this year. It's almost summer now, so I haven't worn the coat that Holly made me for a while, but I sometimes wonder what these pockets will hold in another year's time. While I found happiness in pockets, both literally and metaphorically, for Mason, his joy this year stemmed from adopting a cat.
2: In this tough and unexpected year, I came to Melbourne alone to continue my university studies. As the COVID-19 became more and more serious, schools began to change to online courses, and with the lockdown of Melbourne, I have to stay in my room for most of the time. In this small space, happiness is really hard to achieve. Watching my friends and family sharing their happy moments on social media, I feel that a company is the way to achieve happiness. But it became the hardest thing for me to get because I'm alone in a small little room. The lockdown time is getting longer and longer, and I'm getting more and more depressed. After calling with my mom, she suggests that I can adopt a kid and to spend the difficult time with. I seem to see a little light in the dark. Adopting a cat has always been my wishes since I was a child, but due to different reasons, I have never been able to do that. I started to looking for tips to get in along with cats and the category to adopt a kitten When I first saw these kittens on the website my heart melted And suddenly I found a special one among these kittens It is so energetic and always curious about the world It seems that the disaster facing the world have nothing to do with him I was touched by him From that moment on it seems that I was not so depressed anymore then, I decided to adopt this little boy and I'm going to name him Tudou which is a Chinese word meaning potato and that is my favorite food On the way to pick my home my mood couldn't become I started to worry about whether he would dislike me and whether I would take care of him badly But when I saw him my worry disappeared His big clear eyes kept staring at me just like he had known me for a long time. When he arrived in my little room, he was so brave that he did not hide under the bed. When I stroked him, he started to purr. But when I call him to do, he will reply me. Just like he to knows him. this is his name. To but only two days later, he feel ill just like something is dunking his throat I rushed to take him to the veterinary and he was diagnosed with cat flu after returning home I can only feed him medicine and food with a syringe I couldn't sleep well every day cause I'm worrying about whether he will be suffocated to death because of he cannot breathe I was really miserable those days fortunately after a few days, his illness slowly recovered, and he become energetic again. I love to watch him eating, because he's always eager to eat. He gobbles it up every time, and he's so cute that made me want to stroke his head. I also like to watch him running on the floor. He runs really fast that made me feel freedom, even though we cannot go out. But my favorite sound is the sound of him digging the cat litter, because the sound means that he shit or pee in the right place rather than on my bed. I started to buy him plenty of toys and snacks. It seems like once he's happy, I'll be happy too. Although in this year of 2020, our life have become more difficult. We cannot go out to play with our friends, but every coin had two sides. We got more time to spend with our families. even though I cannot reunite with my family. But I got a new partner, and I'm really happy to spend this year with Tudo. And he really taught me I'd be more responsible for my decisions, because I must take good care of him. So I think for me this year, accompaniment is the way for me to get happiness.
0: Coming up on the next episode of the yearly checkup. Meanwhile, I'm having to go to work with a very tight N95 mask on. In this chaotic
2: year with a pandemic outbreak, shopping has been somewhat angry.
0: Thanks for listening to The Yearly Checkup, a podcast produced by RMIT media students who have been working from home this semester. We've been using whatever equipment we have access to, including phones, laptops and sometimes even a microphone if we're lucky. The music that you can hear now was created by Chow Vu. You can listen to The Yearly Checkup wherever you find your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. And of course, follow us on Instagram at yearly underscore checkup underscore pod.